from the Backburner podcast is sponsored by Birch Barrel. Um, if you want to visit those guys at Birch Barrel, visit birchbarrel.com. Um, take a look at their website. Check out all the cool, interesting. I mean, aside from the grills themselves, they have developed a line of knives, of seasonings, all kinds of things. Um, it, it, I'm telling you, it's it's absolutely worth uh, the investment in a brand new grill for yourself. Uh, and if you are looking to get one, use my promo code BURNER, B-U-R-N-E-R, at checkout for a 10% discount. Um, and when you do buy one, tell them I said hi. Uh, it's a it's a really great organization, uh, really great product, and uh, you won't be sad. Again, check them out, birchbarrel.com. Uh, my promo code BURNER, B-U-R-N-E-R, at checkout for a 10% discount. Hey, welcome back to From the Backburner Podcast. I am your host, Jonathan O'Dell, and uh, today is going to be a little bit of a different podcast uh, than you're used to hearing. Uh, it's only me today. Uh, going to be a little bit of a, a story time uh, edition uh, because uh, there's some big changes ahead. And uh, so I wanted you guys to hear about it uh, straight from the horse's mouth, as it were. Um, but uh, in before we start this story time, I think we should probably start with the ending first because I don't want to I don't want to hold everything back with you guys in suspense. This isn't one of those thriller podcasts <laughs> that that are out there. Um, so as crazy as it sounds, some of you may have heard, some of you may haven't. Um, but uh, I quit my job um, as a biologist, and uh, um, the reason why I did that is because I'm moving to Argentina. Uh, to start uh, culinary school here in a few months. <laughs> and so uh, I need to take a few months uh, ahead of that uh, for myself to uh, learn Spanish uh, in a much deeper way. I have a, a very basic beginner uh, vocabulary at this point, but uh, if, uh, if I'm going to understand what my instructor is trying to tell me, I don't think I'll have a problem with the cooking side of it, but I need to be able to hear what uh, uh, and understand what he wants me to do uh, while I'm taking this. So um, that's really kind of the end of the story, um, but uh, we'll get to uh, how this came about and, and everything else and why and, and what that means for everything else. But so, uh, wow, right? Big news. Um, and, and yeah, it does sound a little crazy, but uh, so... Uh, it was, uh, let's, let's start with the, the, how this happened. Um, uh, so as you know, you've followed me around, uh, I like to travel, uh, around the world. I've been to uh, a number of countries and things like that. And, and, uh, um, things have, have kind of developed and evolved in my life. Uh, my, my lovely daughter, who is, uh, um, probably about a few months away from graduating college. Um, she's, uh, we're, we're, my wife and I are about to be empty nesters. And, uh, um, so that's kind of played a role in all this, but, uh, we've, we've traveled the world and, and seen a lot of things. And so, um, uh, a day, and I don't remember when it was, it was a number of months ago. Uh, my wife asked me, she said, uh, Hey, if we were independently wealthy, what would you do? And, uh, I, I sat there and had, to, it took a, <laughs> it took a long time to think about it. Um, you know, what would I do if I was independently wealthy? Well, uh, pretty much everything I came up with would be, uh, really, really had to do with either hunting or food. Um, and, and to give you some examples of, of where my mind, uh, kind of went with everything. Um, one of the things I would love to do is, is spend six months, um, 
studying under a yakitori master in uh, japan or it would be um you know uh, uh hunting small game in in africa or <laughs> it would be uh uh you know just just kind of traveling the world and and learning more about people and food and and culture and and hunting and kind of some of the roles that those play i mean there's there's a lot of places i wanted to see um and so uh the the crux of that story is we're not independently wealthy <laughs> and so my wife said well uh so we're, since we're not independently wealthy um if you were to pick one of those uh what would you do and uh that wow that that question uh took me for a little bit and uh i had to i had to really consider a lot of things um in in all of that and and uh as i kind of look back on my life i mean i i grew up um you know pretty much my two passions uh in life came from each side of my parents um my dad and and his family it was you know very much a, a hunting family and and hunting and fishing and and wildlife in the outdoors and and so that really you know took a, a a lot of my life and that's what what led i think you know uh to my career as a biologist and and where i wanted to to kind of devote myself and my time um in in working in biology and and uh wildlife and animals and all the other stuff but uh the other side of that was uh my mom uh i i grew up hanging on her apron strings in the kitchens and and she cooked uh in a lot of different ways in a lot of different places uh everything from institutional cooking uh when i was really young and then switching over to like short order cook at the the local diner in town and she uh i was always amazed she grew up uh with her mother and her grandmother and i mean everything out it like they had passed down like you know how to cook and 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 certainly you know if you think back in time you know cooking being very differently even just you know 60 80 100 years ago uh where it was it, my grandmother and, and great-grandmother were they were ranch cooks uh you know they were they were cooking on ranches for all the the, the cowboys and and uh husbands brothers sons all that uh some rodeo uh members in my, in my family, but, uh, you know, a lot of things were made from scratch and they were big and they were hearty meals and stuff. And I think that, you know, helped my mom, uh, you know, develop into her own style where I, I was always amazed that she would make things from scratch. And, um, you know, they, they weren't, uh, they were certainly filling and, and, uh, they were comfort foods and, and those kind of things, but, but hearty meals, you know, and, and when you think about things like that, but I mean, this, you know, this woman made her own thousand island dressing which i always thought was, was phenomenal you know you could just go to the store and buy a bottle of thousand island but nope she was making her own uh and, and really that i think that came through in in flavor but you know i got to grow up in in a lot of those kitchens and and see her cook and taste her food and uh learn to to cook from her um and and really just kind of help evolve uh into my own and and you know bless bless my mom's heart i, I love her to death you know but she she would always overcook uh, deer meat and things like that. <laughs> I still dutifully ate it with a lot of ketchup uh, just to be able to, to swallow it down and because uh, it was a little drier and things like that. But, you know, like I said, this is this is kind of where my my uh, um, background into making the decision was. And, and so I had devoted 
you know, a good, uh, you know, if you include school, um, I mean, I had devoted about 20 years of my life um, to wildlife. And uh, cooking was always kind of the side hobby and things like that. And so um, I get to hang around with guys who, who are phenomenal uh, cooks, for sure. Um, you know, friends like Hank Shaw and, and uh, folks that I get to meet along the way um, that, you know, really push me to do more and better uh, with my game meat that I harvest. And, and I'm always just impressed with that. And, I, and I've, I've done fairly well uh, over the years um, and, and can certainly pick up new things and new techniques and new tricks and, and always just really looking at, at how to do uh, better with my game and, and share it with people. I mean, I, I want uh, everyone to be able to, to, to do better and use more of their wild game in, in much better ways, particularly just because it's here in America, it's so... Um, it, it's kind of hidden, um, you know, hunters, hunters bear a, a great responsibility that I don't think is appreciated enough that, you know, not only are we, are we, you know, directly in, in, uh, in kind of this, uh, need to care for the wild animals and wild places, um, to a much greater degree than, than I think a lot of the general public is, but, uh, you know, at the same time, show them that, you know, this isn't just a, some kind of bloodlust that we're out there just, you know, killing for, for, uh, uh, for no reason at all. And, you know, that, that wild game, you know, is spectacular. I think, you know, the, the country kind of has a, a little bit of amnesia, uh, quite frankly, considering how popular wild game was before, you know, the end of market hunting and, and things like that. And, uh, the switch that we did. And so it's really cool to see, um, the wild food movement, um, evolve the way that it has in recent years and, and, uh, grow in popularity and, and really teach people that, you know, wild game is really, uh, pretty amazing. And so, like I said, it, we, we bear this responsibility, um, to show folks that and, and to, to educate them on that. And, and that this oftentimes, you know, wild game can be every bit as good if it is, and, as we know, those of you who are out there who do this, you know, that it, it, it can be better than, than what, uh, is farmed or ranched, um, uh, that comes off your, your local grocery store shelf sometimes, um, uh, more flavor, um, you know, certainly better, better quality meat, uh, than you're going to find just about anywhere else. So, um, but, uh, so yeah, as I thought about it, it's like, well, you know, I devoted about 20 years of my life to wildlife and, and, uh, I thought maybe, you know, I, I've, because cooking has been such a, a passion project for me that maybe, uh, I should devote more of myself to being a better student of, of cooking and food. And, uh, so yeah, that really kind of got into my head and, and, uh, not that I wanted to completely walk away from wildlife or, or my connection to the, the hunting and shooting industry. Um, so I had to, you know, kind of take a look around at the world, um, as I knew it <laughs> at this particular moment. Um, and, uh, you know, there's just a lot of cool aspects, I think, to, um, a lot of countries. Um, I wanted, I wanted someplace where, where I can kind of, you know, still pursue, uh, wildlife and, and discover kind of the new things and, and all that, but as well as, 
uh, you know, really absorb a culture. Um, and, and culinary school, I mean, you know, people have asked me, they're like, we already know how to cook. Like, what are you going to learn there? And uh, so for me, it was, you know, part of it is, is your, your learning skills that are usable in a, in a professional kitchen. Um, and that's, you know, where I think I wanted to be able to, to take my own level to, um, to be able to work in a professional kitchen. Um, not that I'm, I'm going to work in a professional kitchen. I'm not sure yet. Um, it's kind of a, uh, I don't know where that road will lead, but, uh, uh, I'm going to enjoy the adventure along the way. This is just, uh, one more, one more thing to, to add to my lifelong, uh, pursuit of, of learning, um, <laughs> just in a, in a different area. Um, uh, I am interested, uh, I, I, I think Argentina is beautiful. It's, it's, uh, one of the things that stuck out in my mind was, was discovering that I guess, uh, I guess the fact is like 90% of the world's population lives north of the equator. And so with only 10% south of the equator, you, and you don't have very many options. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, Argentina has a, has a lot going for it. Obviously I'm a, I'm a huge fan of doves and, and, uh, there's really no place, uh, better than here in the States with Arizona and Texas than Cordoba, uh, Argentina. So, um, that's, that's got a lot going for it. Um, uh, I, I love the food and the people um, in Argentina. I think there's a there's a lot to learn. Obviously, uh, for those of you who are who are kind of following the 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 real food world, um, not the wild food world, but the the kind of the greater at large food world, um, Francis Malman. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's one of the the top rated chefs in the world, and and uh, um, does a lot. You know, uh, Argentina's culture is is eating beef that's cooked over fire. Um, and so it's kind of hard to disagree with, you know, um, live fire cooking. Obviously that's, uh, one of my passions as well with, with wild game. And so, um, Argentina just fell into it because it still has a, a really robust, uh, hunting, um, that goes on in the country. There's surprisingly a lot of public lands, um, as well as those, lands that, uh, you have to access through with, you know, guides or services and things like that. But there actually is public land in, in Argentina and, um, there's hunting and, and, you know, kind of this culturally different, um, uh, way of cooking the asado style, which is, uh, you know, kind of leans into that whole, you know, birch barrel being my sponsor. That's, that's essentially what the birch barrel does is asado style cooking. And so I'm, I'm really taken by that. And, uh, there's a lot of neat stuff for me to, to kind of explore and see down there. And so that's, that's why, you know, of all the places in the world, I could have chose that, that Argentina really stuck out to me. Um, they have a really great culinary program. Actually, uh, there's a couple of, of culinary schools that are only about two or three blocks apart there in, uh, in Argentina and in Buenos Aires. So I said, yeah, let's, uh, that was part of my trip when you, when you heard the podcast and me down there dove hunting and, and talking to Alex, I was kind of doing some fact finding, uh, while I was down there and, um, really looking at, at those schools and, and seeing if, you know, I was interested in it and, uh, whether I thought, you know, this, this could be uh, a new home for me for at least a little while. So, um, 
anyway, that's uh, that's kind of the why. Um, what I'm going to do with it, like I said, I, I have no idea. Um, I just know, you know, that even if even if I never use it in in its traditional way of you know starting to work in a kitchen um, and uh, all that, that you know, I I've just developed some new skills and and I think uh, my wife and family and friends are going to benefit <laughs> from from uh, my ability to to do some more and better cooking. So, um, <clears throat> so where that leads me now is. Uh, what the future of this podcast is. Well, um, as you can probably tell, I think, um, you know, I think this podcast is just going to have to get set on the side for a while. Um, I don't know that I'll have any new episodes. It may be reborn, uh, anew in the future. It may, um, look different. It may have a different, uh, tone or road, but, uh, you know, we're just, we're not there yet. And so this is, uh, kind of the last one of these for a little while. Um, and so, uh, uh, we'll just have to see, um, like I said, I'm, I'm, a lot of my time is going to get taken up in the next few months with, with a host of things. Um, and, uh, so I'm going to have to set the podcast aside for a little bit, but who knows, we may, we may be back. We may, uh, may have a, a, a totally new one. I have no idea. Um, but, uh, I can tell you that I've really, really appreciated this experience. Um, not only just you know, having my friends on, but making new friends, meeting new people, uh, learning a whole lot. I hope you did too. Um, <clears throat> obviously I'm not the biggest professional at this, uh, but, uh, I think I've hopefully gotten better since the beginning. Uh, I don't know if you all agree or not, but, uh, um, hopefully my interviewing skills and, and <laughs> all that have gotten better. It's, it's why I had really good guests on because it was, it was just a ruse to cover for my inadequacies uh, in being a podcaster. But, uh, um, I think first and foremost, uh, I, I just, I really think I need to thank Randy Newberg, um, who, uh, gave me this opportunity, who, who, you know, said, Hey, I think, I think you can do this. And, and we, I'd really like you to, to, uh, do this, do this with me and for me. So, um, thank you to Randy, uh, been super supportive and, and I appreciate the vote of confidence, uh, in that. And, uh, um, it's, it's, it's been a really proud, uh, part of me to be a part of your family, um, throughout this. Um, also I, I, I would be absolutely remiss if I didn't thank producer Paul, um, who's tried to wrangle me, uh, more times than not <laughs> on, uh, on, you know, making sure, uh, I get him, uh, uh, cut lines for the descriptions of the podcast and, and getting these podcasts to him, uh, well in advance, uh, so that he could get things put together. He's, he's really the behind the scenes guy. And, and I know I, sh I'm sure I had him pulling his hair out, uh, half the time, but, um, I think we, we worked pretty well as a team and, and, uh, really appreciated, uh, Paul doing that. Um, also it would be absolutely, uh, a tragedy not to say thanks to Joe who, uh, cleans up all of my, uh, ridiculously, um, bad audio recording sometimes <laughs> where I'm, I'm recording in some of the less than optimal conditions out there. So, um, and then, uh, you know, I honestly, just all the, the, the guests, the folks who are willing to come on and, and talk to me, record a podcast for some, it was a very first podcast for some, uh, you know, they, they're old hats at it, but, uh, uh, 
I learned something super valuable from everybody. Um, I hope you, the listener, did as well. I uh, hope you appreciated uh, all the folks that I had on and a lot of the subject matters and, and that I wasn't bouncing around too much, um, but uh, had a had a really great time. Um, I And honestly, um, you know, I can't thank uh, Birch Barrel enough, Corey, uh, Jamie, um, and the whole rest of the crew there at, at Birch Barrel for, for believing in me and taking a chance on me, sponsoring me. Um, I, I really, really do appreciate it. Um, from the bottom of my heart, I I used my birch barrel on New Year's Eve uh, <laughs> to cook a bunch of stuff, and uh, I've used it to to have a, a semi romantic dinner with my wife out in the backyard, just with a fire burning and roasted hot dogs and and toasted marshmallows and things like that. It's uh, it's it's been an honor and a pleasure um, to to be a part of your guys' family as well. Um, can't thank you enough. Um, and then, uh, yeah, thank you guys, the listeners. Um, you guys have been uh, by my side through thick and thin. Some of you, you know, uh, there are those who will listen to every single episode, and there's the ones who kind of bounce in and out, and, and, and that's all appreciated, um, certainly. So uh, thank you for that, helping to, to build uh, my online presence, get the word out there uh, about this show. Um, and... Uh, I had a good friend of mine tell me, he said, you know what? He said, he said, your show, uh, is, uh, it's very different. He said, it's not for everyone. He said, but by God, if I don't learn something every single time I listen to it, something I, I never knew before. Um, he's like, I think it's the greatest thing ever. But, uh, uh, and so I, I really appreciated that, uh, that feedback from him. And, and, uh, I really, really appreciate that. So, um, with that, um, like I said, I, I'm not going to close the door on anything, um, but I uh, just kind of wanted to let you guys know what was up and, and uh, that I've appreciated everything. And so hopefully at some point we'll be back. Um, I, uh, I'm i going to keep up on uh, some social media stuff. So if you're following me there already, awesome. Keep track of me and uh, we will um, hopefully talk to you soon. All right. I appreciate all you. And uh Thank you for listening from from the Backburner Podcast.